0: i'm jim brown your bible teacher at grace and truth ministries i've been teaching you about demons there's no such thing as demons demons are self and everything that self is that's what you have to repent of and everything that righteousness is the opposite of that is self or demons jesus Rebuked him, the man with the unclean spirit, in Mark, the first chapter. Him is A-U-T-O. It's our word, A-U-T-O. In the Greek, you will have different ways to spell auto, and it will either be him, her, or self. A-U-T-O is masculine gender. So that would be him. Jesus rebuked him. And to say him is to say himself. That is the same thing. He rebukes self. And A-U-T, A-U-T, Ada. Ada on the end of a word is always feminine gender. That would be her and then you have A-U-T-O-N. That's masculine gender. That would be self, or him. That would be him. And you have A-U-T-O-U. I can't give you all of these. You'd have to go through a bunch of them. A-U-T-O-U is either masculine gender. That's male. Or in his neuter gender, and that all depends on the antecedent antecedent an antecedent an antecedent is the word that it refers back to Jim went to the store hey well, that would be. Masculine gender, A U T O U. But if I said, when the Bible says, the, this is in the 13th chapter of Revelation, the beast gave him. That's a wrong translation. That is what it says in your King James Bible. It doesn't say that in any linear Bible. The word beast is the antecedent of a U T O U. That's the word in Revelation 13 and 2. It should not be him, it should be it. Because the beast is neuter gender. And the beast is the antecedent of the AUTLU and it should say it. So when it says the dragon gave him its power, its great seat, and its its authority, that's what it should say, and that's what it says in an interlinear Bible. You have to go with the interlinear. It's got the Greek on the top line and the English right under it they they said it right even Mr. Mounts one of the great Greek scholars will tell you it has to carry the gender of the antecedent you can't say uh, somebody says uh, call your home and say uh, is your wife uh, there I'd like to talk to her and you say well it's outside you can't call your wife an it it has to match the and it's it that the person calling said is she there you got to call a she not an it it's, and why they did that that's a good question it was half Catholics half Roman Catholics that were translators I'm not a I believe in the textus receptus whenever you see TR that means textus receptus It's Latin for received text. Now, I've been talking about demons. I don't know how to express all this other than just wade into it with you. Everything that is good in the Bible, when you go into the Beatitudes, Beatitudes, in the Beatitudes blessed are the poor in spirit well that is crucifying self anything that does not crucify self is a demon in you and me crucify self because poor is the word p-t-o-c-h-o-s it means to be emptied out of self so if self is not emptied out then you have a demon in you it takes a long time to empty for God to empty self it will go on to say blessed are the meek Pros, p-r-a-u-s Pros I might mention before I forget people won't know why don't you read uh, why don't you read uh, the emails before you start preaching. Now, last week, uh, week ago Saturday, week ago Saturday, I read emails for an hour and a half, answered them, and then I preached for an hour and a half. It nearly killed me. It wore me out. I'm going to start reading the emails from home on an alternate day. So, don't get upset because I'm not reading them. Michael, bring a camera out there, and we'll do it out there, I forgot to say that a while ago, anyway, so make is pros, and pros means to be tame, well if you're not tame, not tame, you mean, are you talking about believers, yes, when you start off as a believer, you got the, this is all about the outer man, that lives after... If I said demons were flesh, and they were self, demons are flesh. And that's what Jesus was saying when He rebuked him. If demons are the flesh, demons are man's imagination. They tried to come up with a way where they didn't have to continue to crucify their own flesh and repent. That's what's wrong with the world. The preachers don't want to lose their wolves in the congregation who make the building payment so they won't say hard words to them. And the the wolves, which are big businessmen, make big money, those people do not like to be told that they're evil and wicked. And they are so the outer man when you get into the outer man and the inner man which is Christ when you first come to truth you just come to truth most of your self is not tame you haven't learned to be meek now meek does not mean walk around pigeon toed and not mean and swamp the shoulder and say "I'm meek that's not meek when you you cannot be meek meek to man and meek to God at the same time it's like you can't be humble to God and humble to men at the same time you can't do that humble tepanwa t a p e i n o o That's the word humble. It means to level self. If you look like you're leveling to men, then you're not humbling to God. I do like uh, one definition that I read out of one of my great books. It means to level mountains and hills. There's two mountains mentioned in the Bible. Babylon and the Bible says Babylon was a proud mountain proud mountain and Babylon was the mother of harlots and she was founded on a demon or self she was founded on let us make us us a name that's what she was founded on in Genesis 11 11 and 4 so let us make us a name as distributing fame to self the word demon demonion d-a-i-m-o-n-i-o-n means to distribute fortunes Well, fortunes doesn't just mean money, it can mean fame of any kind, it can mean awards or applause, or you're better off than somebody else because you did so good in life. We're not supposed to have that in our lives. So Babylon distributed fortunes, and when you say demon means to distribute fortunes, that has to do with love of money. Because it has basically the same definition as love of money. All you have to do is go to all of these places where the Bible says we have to put on uh, the new man. The new man is righteousness. That's Christ in you. And the old man is self or the demon. 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 And demon, you you can look through all kinds of books and all of them will tell you, I've got dozens of them in my library that tell you that demon means means to distribute fortunes. It means to distribute fortunes and it was a god in the ancient world, not a capital G. G. It was a little g-o-d. The pagans interchanged Theos Theos and daemonion. You have to keep remembering daemonion, which is our word demon, means to distribute fortunes. The love of money is the root of all evil. That has basically the same meaning as demon itself and when you go into the love of money, it is the word philagoria, p-h-i-l-a-r-g-u-r-i-a. Philagoria comes from two words, philos and argery, a-r-g-u-r-y. And from argery, get the word argue. When you want to argue with God, then you have a a, an affection philos is a form of the word phileo p-h-i-l-e-o that's one of the words that has been ambiguously whatever that means it means confusing it has been ambiguously translated in the bible uh, to love phileo the other word love is is agape that means to walk after the commandments of God in Second John six, this is agape, this is love that we walked after his commandments. So walking after his commandments is righteous, and walking after your own commandments is the demon of self. It takes God years to get rid of that outer man. You can you can say, Well, aren't you completely saved? The inner man is completely saved. The inner man cannot sin. The Bible says so. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. 1 John 3 and 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. That's the inner man that Paul talks about in Romans 7. But by the same token, that same book, 1 John 1 and 8, says. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That's the the inner and the outer man. And the outer man is nothing but self. And that's the demon. It's you. It's me. But when God starts dealing with our hearts, when the Bible speaks of casting out devils, the Bible specifically says what it is, jesus said if i cast out devils with the finger of god then the the kingdom of god is coming to you you have to know what kingdom of god means kingdom of god was a term for israel because god was their king That's why he's called that. You can look at God being their king in the 12th chapter of 1 Samuel. You can see in Hebrews, the not Hebrews, Hosea, the 13th chapter, he's their king. God says, I'm your king. That's why Jesus was called king of the Jews because he was the God of the Old Testament. He was the king of the Jews in the Old Testament. Now, so, love of money Philos auguria. Augury means shining or silver. The only reason man wants a lot of silver is so he can shine above others. That's why. That's as evil as a man can get. That's why I know I've stood on stage and I've stood before thousands of people and got tremendous applause. Let me tell you something. There's no drug like that. You're standing there just basking all that glory. And here you had a great voice, and you're taking credit for it. That's why the Bible says there in in 1 Corinthians 4 and 7, Who made you to differ from another? Who gave you that voice or that ability to play or that ability to... Be talented, or make a lot of money, or even study for years in the Bible. Can you take credit for that, Jim Brown, and learn these things? No, you can't. I don't know why gave, God gave me that drive. I've been around people. Mike's got drive to go to, Mike likes to go to engineer conferences and math conferences. Would you like to go with him to, to do that? I know most of you wouldn't. I don't want to go. And he goes in there and listens to those brilliant mathematicians. He says, they really are smart. I say, well, you're smart. If you'll get up here to this board after church and like Mike start teaching you calculus, he'll fry your brain. And But I have to say, slow down, Mike. He said, well, you know math. You're good at it. But I can't learn it that fast. He's going to. It's real simple. Well, it's, it is to him. Anyway, so philagoria means a, an affection for shining or silver. You like to shine. That's a very, very dangerous thing, shining above others. Let me tell you why. The Bible tells us, God resisteth the proud. Boy, that is a profound statement. God resisteth the proud. Resisteth is the Greek word anti It comes from anti, meaning against the orderly arrangement of God. You're, you're against God's arrangement. And God is at war with people. It means to be at war with. God resisteth. The proud. The proud is the word hooperay. Hooperay phanos. And it comes from two words. Hooper. Meaning above. And phanos. P-H-A-I. The two words that come from has an I in it. This one doesn't have an I. That's why they translate it over this means to be to shine above other people. Men who have a love of money they got they got self in them. Boy, is that hard to get rid of? Do you have self in you? Do you have a hard time not getting angry at traffic when some guy comes in to your lane and seems to cut you off? I have that all the time happen to me in traffic. And I can feel this little bit of resentment coming into me, but not like it used to. Used to, I'd get real angry if somebody cut me off. And I'd do crazy things. I'd get on their bumper and ride for a mile. And it's just stupid, stupid. The world is going to do what they do and expect them to do that. So the love of money, Is the love of shining. And if you shine above, if you love to shine above others, God is at war with you. He's actually at war with the outer man your whole life. It takes years. When you see in the Bible, put on. When the Bible says put on, it's the word in duo. Put on. As many of you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Well, put on is a word that means to sink into clothing. The clothing we sink into is this inner man and what he does over the years. All of our pride, our our rage, our anger, Uh, Our, uh, yes, our orgay, our covetousness, our lust. You mean Christians have that? Well, certainly they do. Do you think Peter had something in himself when he was always sticking his foot in his mouth? When he called, Jesus says, he says, uh, I have to go, go to Jerusalem I have to be crucified and I'll resurrect the third day, third day. Do you think Peter had self in him when he said, be it far from me, Jesus. You don't, that's not going to happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> he called Peter, but that, it doesn't mean he was the devil. Satan in the Greek, is the word satanas, s-a-t-a-n-a-s. And it means adversary. Every time you see, every time you see Satan in the Bible, it always means adversary. It means opponent. You are opposing me, Peter. It's an opponent in battle. While you are trying to shine with your opinion, Jesus is at war with you. Boy, if everybody can get old like me and wore out, I'm not the same man I was at 32, 33, 34, 35. I'm not even close to that guy. God has humbled me over the years. I don't want to fight anybody. I don't want to have what I want. I just want to make sure that the believers have truth, and if some of them are in need, I want to help them. That's that's when the outer man gets killed off. When, When the Bible says, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. The kingdom of God comes a little at a time, because self is the outer man, He is alive and well. He he exists in all of us, uh, healthy. He eats up this. He gobbles up the world, doesn't he? I want what I want when I'm young. I want the house. I want. I want the car. I want. I want the job. I want. I want the man. I want. I want the woman. I want. I want the money. I want. I want. And that's that's this outer man. There's two words I always think of. Want to hear, I want. I think of these two words I think of lust and covetous. I think of lust, epithumia, and I think of covetous. covetousness covetousness is the word plionactes there are several words that are forms of this it means greed the basic meaning is plionactes the basic meaning is to want more with all the avarice that you can avarice avarice is grasping for it I want it I can't get enough of my life and having everything I want let me tell you what you need to do everybody needs to read the book of Ecclesiastes about once a year and every time you turn around Solomon said had everything I wanted I had men singers and made dancers in pools of water all kinds of swimming pools I had all kinds of fruit. I had a thousand women, 700 wives and 300 concubines. I couldn't even fulfill all of my sexual desires with a a thousand women. Paul said, uh, Solomon said, you can't fulfill it no matter how much you get. He said it's all vanity and vexation of the Spirit. When you look up the word vexation, it means to grab for the wind you can't even get the wind you're grabbing for it boy have have i been the only one here that's grabbed for the wind in life (laughs) thank you (laughs) boy i need to raise both hands i have grabbed for the wind I, i that is a waste of time the bible says he that loveth silver this is what solomon said he that loveth silver or shining Will not be satisfied with silver. Nor he that loveth abundance. With increase. When goods are increased. They are increased. That seek them. The more you get. The more you want. Bill Gaither is not satisfied. With a hundred billion dollars. You know how much a hundred billion is. That's. A million dollars. A million times. That's crazy. And you can't get it once. And now he's divorcing his wife. It's going to cost him 60 or $70 billion to divorce his wife. I wouldn't want that kind of burden on me, would you? Now, so covetous means to want more by avarice any way you can get it, any way cheat, be deceitful, lie a little, misrepresent things and just kind of shade things and make it look like something it's not. Boy, we've all been guilty of that, haven't we? And epithumia is the word lust. Epithumia means to, to long for that which is Forbidden. But I love when you break the word down. It comes from epi and thumos. Thumos, you see that on a lot of words. It means to breathe hard. Epi means to superimpose. You know how you superimpose something, don't you? you take something and you cover something else with it it means upon or on top of when you look at a a biology book and they've got a man's body and you could flip those see-through pages and it'll superimpose the circulatory system on top of it and then you can flip it over again it'll superimpose The pulmonary system on top of it. Superimposes, place it on top of. So, epithumos means to superimpose upon your life what is forbidden. You're not supposed to be wanting more. Paul said, "Sing, we have such hope. He said, Paul said in Philippians 4 and 11. Now, this is a good way to put this whole thing. He said in Philippians 4.11, I have learned. He didn't say I knew this when I was young. See, a lot of times we don't realize that those men in the Bible had to learn things just like we do. They had sinned just like we do. Just because Noah got drunk, it don't mean you could get drunk. What Noah did was wrong. Just because David committed adultery and murder don't mean we can do that, does it? Just because Paul got angry at Barnabas, he got angry at Barnabas. He went on his first missionary journey. Went on his first journey and that took him through, I'll use this map over here, he went on his first journey. And when he's on his first journey, he before they even get to where they're going, John Mark, they got John Mark, who's a young guy. I got that oh here it is that here. John Mark was young. Well he went on his first journey. They got over here. They left up here at Antioch in Seleucia. Seleucia was a state. That's where that guy who had been a commander of Alexander the Great, he got all that territory. And then Paul and Barnabas and John Mark went down here to Cyprus. They come down here to Paphos. Then they come up here to Italia in Pamphylia. They haven't even gotten to their... Real persecution yet. John Mark, being a young guy, said, I'm going home. Bye. He just left. He left Paul and Barnabas right in the middle of the first journey. They haven't even gotten to the second journey or the third journey yet. And Paul hasn't been stoned and left for dead outside of Lystra on his second journey. John Mark said, I quit. At the end of at Acts, the 15th chapter, they end their second journey. I'm bringing out, I'm just going to show you some of Paul's sin. Paul's the one that said, or him and John said, if you say we'll have no sin, Paul had some sin in his life. Because when, at the end of the 15th chapter, Barnabas goes to, or Paul goes to Barnabas and says, we need to go on our next journey. He's talking about this one right here. And Paul says, okay. And Barnabas said, let me go get John Mark. Paul said, he's not going with me. He's a quitter. And Paul and Barnabas had such sharp contention. They split and went separate ways. You think Paul would have done that when he had the attitude? When he wrote the Philippian church, the book of Philippians, He was, that's a prison epistle. He was in jail, waiting to be beheaded. That's why he said, I have learned. Manthano. Manthano. Manthano comes from mathetase. Mathetase is our word, mathematics or math and Paul said even t- and the word teach is mathetuo m-a-t-h-e-t-e-u-o that's teach if you notice all these have math involved in them what are you saying that for because mathematics has rules you call them axioms postulates and so forth. It has laws. In fact, axiom is a Greek word. Ta-da. Axios means worthy or equal. Equal certainly is a math term, isn't it? It's means equal. Those are math rules. So, you have to, when you are in mathematics you have to be taught by the rules and paul is saying you have to be taught these things by rules we ha- we have to learn that when you're in the bible you got to go by the rules of the bible and what is equal what makes everything balance that's what algebra is This side equals to this side over here. That's just basic algebra equation. X plus Y equals Z, and that's a basic thing. Now, where was I? I was telling you about something. All right, huh? Four eleven. Yeah, I need to get to that because this Paul's in jail, and he says, "I have learned." Well, let's look at that and read that he's in a philippian jail they've put a watch on him and he's waiting to be executed so he's not young here this is probably somewhere around 65 a.d in that neighborhood that's estimated when the the apostle paul died when he was young, those missionary journeys took years. They spent two years just in Corinth alone. When you go over to the I believe it's the 18th chapter back, he said, I was in Corinth either for a year and a half or, or, a, or a year or two years. And he said, I spent three years at Ephesus. These weren't vacations over to Gatlinburg. They would take years for him to finish so when he said I have learned I have learned M- M- Mantano, which I've been taught by my experiences I've been taught by all the things I've gone through He he's learned not to lose his temper when he lost his temper at Barnabas it's kind of comical when you read it it's like you mean Paul was getting angry he was enraged at Barnabas he was saying, but the funny thing is, Second Timothy is also a prison epistle. And what he said, let me read Philippians, and let me read this to you in Second Timothy. Because these go together. Sounds like me in my old age. He says here in Philippians 4 and 11, well I might read the verse before but I rejoice in the Lord greatly how now at the last your care of me hath flourished again wherein you were also careful but you lacked opportunity not that I speak in respect of want I'm not wanting anything from you for I have learned manthano I understand now that whatsoever state I am therewith to be content well that content is a case is what it is a-u-t a-r-k-e-s you see that word a-u-t it's a form of a-u-t-o it means self this a r k e o, means to ward off or push away self. I'm in prison waiting to have my head cut off. I don't have the temper I lost with Barnabas over there in that 15th chapter. Before I go there, let me go over here to 2nd Timothy now 2nd Timothy was also a prison epistle and he's learned a lot you need to read the bible like you're reading about humans because that's what we're reading about it's humans that have sin in them Paul said oh wretched man that I am he said oh wretched man it is me He said when I do the things that I would not it's oh my that do it but this outer man that dwelleth in me. Then he says over here in, in 2 Timothy in 2 Timothy he's pretty discouraged and down he's not angry and mad. He says well, let's read some of this. Verse 7, I have fought a good fight. What chapter? Chapter, uh, three. chapter 3, chapter chapter 4, excuse me. Chapter 4, verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have fought. Fought is the word agonizomai. A-G-O-N-I-Z-O-M-A-I. I -I. I have fought. A-G-O-N-I-Z-O-M-A-I. A A good fight. That, That second word, fight, this is the word fought. And the word fight is the word agon. The Agon was the arena was the arena where they would go to, and that's where they would be turned over to the gladiators or to the lions, the bears, and they would early in the day they would be given a sword or something say if you can survive fighting this professional fighter, this gladiator that has been trained to kill, we'll let you live, or you can stab this lion that and stop him from killing you we'll let you live of course very seldom ever did and that was the agon the agon i've got a picture of the agon here got it on here somewhere here it is there's the agon the arena He's, and these are the Christians waiting to die and sag the agon. If they can take a sword, if it's early in the day, and they can kill that lion, they can go home free. That's not really going to happen in reality. So he said, "I've fought a good fight. I have finished the course." This was also an area used for the Olympic Games, and he was saying, and when he would say fight the good fight of faith henceforth there is a crown of righteousness it's not the it's not the crown with the like the kings pointed on it with gold and made out of gold with diamonds and, and rubies and things in it that's not the crown it was this is the word stephanos how can you have a crown of how can you have a crown of O D I K A I O S U N E is the word righteousness. Comes from the word D-K which is the word right. How can you have the crown of right and be a gold crown with, with all kinds of pearls and diamonds in it? That's not what it's talking about. Henceforth there is a crown of righteousness with the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day and not to me only but unto all them also that love his appearing. Epiphania, E-P-I-P-H-A-N-E-I-A There's where the word phania is used. Epi-P-H-A-N-E-I-A It comes from phanos. Remember that ray phanos that I just erased, that's the word proud, means to shine above, this is the epiphanos, the coming of Christ, the superimposing of Christ, and his shining upon the world, then he says, and all those that love his appearing, I love the appearing of Christ, I'm old, I'm tired of my body, I'm tired of my fleshly man. I'm not tired of the demon of self. If you're not tired of the demon of self, you want to fulfill self. And that's the way the outer man wants to do. Paul said in the 25th verse of the 7th chapter of Romans, the outer man fulfills the flesh, the inner man fulfills Christ's glory. And then he goes on to say, he says, He's writing to Timothy. Do thy diligence to come to me. Now he starts talking about some of the men that have left him and forsaken him. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world as a believer. He wants to go back to the flesh. Evidently he wasn't strong. And he's departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Luke was Paul's secretary. He's the guy that wrote his letters. Take Mark and bring him with thee. He's the one that I wouldn't let him come on that second journey. And Paul's heart has softened here. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with you. For he is profitable unto ministry now. He's an older man. John Mark probably was up in his 40s or early 50s. Paul was getting right to death's door. Antiochus have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring it with you, I'm cold here. Doesn't say that, but that's what he means. And the books, but especially the parchments that I've written to other churches. Alexander the coppersmith. Alexander was a believer. He was a preacher. He says in First Timothy, the first chapter, he says, two men, Alexander and Hymenes have, sh- have shipwrecked the faith. Rebuked them. That they may be sound in the faith. They couldn't be sound in the faith if they were not believers. And that's what he says in the first chapter. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. What did Alexander do? In the 19th chapter of Acts, Paul was in this agon, and he was being pushed by the people, the builders of diana of the ephesians that was a center for diana the goddess and he said alexander stood with them against me here's what he says about alexander this preacher at ephesus timothy was pastor of the church at ephesus that's why first and second timothy are written to timothy at ephesus he said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom thou be whom be thou aware beware of Alexander. He's two faced. People say you shouldn't call people's names. Paul had people several people there at Ephesus he was very wary of. He said Alexander and Hymeneus preach a doctrine that he's like a canker, a gangrene. They say the resurrection was one time in the past. Resurrection, anastasis, is feminine gender. It's not talking about the resurrection of Christ. It's talking about the resurrection of the believer as we die daily and we're resurrected daily in Christ. This is feminine gender. Every time you see that in the Bible. Of whom be thou aware, for he hath greatly withstood our words. Now, that's where he's saying, bring John Mark. Shows you Paul had changed. Now, now I want us to look at some more of this. All right. It's really hard for me to say all this at once. Epithumia. there's all kinds of words for covetousness. The Bible says covetousness in Ephesians the fifth chapter and Colossians the the third chapter, a covetous man is an idolater. And covetousness is idolatry. You say, Well, I don't worship idols, are you sure? Have you ever worshipped the idol of self? Have you ever gone to the mirror and say, I wonder if I look like Elvis? I used to wonder that. Do I look like a star? That's disgusting. Covetousness is idolatry. Idolatry is E I D O L O L A T R E I A. It it is a construction of Ido meaning to see or perceive. You don't have to have a statue in your house you bow down to. All you have to have is to see and la truo. La truo means to serve. Well, I put too many truos. La truo, T-R-E-U-O. Means to serve what you see, what you put into your eyes and your ears. And that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Eve looked at the tree and she saw three things. A tree that was good for food. Good for food. A tree that was pleasant to the eye. Remember idolatry means to serve what you see. Pleasant to eye. And that's the lust of the eye. So and it would make her wise. The Bible says these are the same three things in first John. I don't know if this affects y'all the way it does me. 1 John two sixteen. Look at first John two sixteen. I'm always quoting it, but I'll just read it out of the Bible. All right, First John two. Just a few books over from where we were. I don't just take in a in in a, in the Bible, take one book or a set of scriptures. I believe the Bible has to balance itself from one end to the other. I believe that the demon itself is that outer man that wants to, he loves silver and he loves stuff and he loves things and he loves applause and he wants all the recognition he can get either by his car, by his house, by his boat, by his money, by his looks. I was going into that verse a while ago. Who makes you to differ from another? And what does thou have that thou didst not receive from God? And if you got it from God, why are you taking glory as though you didn't get it from God? I know what that's about, to stand on a stage and say, listen to this, why? And I could knock the walls out with a high C. Just shake the building. I was walking into the bank one day. and, And one of the Oak Ridge boys was sitting there, and I've known him since he's 17. He looked up from the biker and he said, Now, there's the singer right there. There's the voice pointing at me. I wouldn't sing with them for all their money. No way. They could say, You can just stand on stage and we'll do the singing for you. I said, No, thank you. I don't like that business. It's corrupt to the core. Now, First John... Two. in verse 15 love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world that's the outer man the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world everything you can lust after everything you can covet which is your idol you've ever looked at a car and said i just got to have that if you ever looked at a woman or a man and said I've got to have him or her I've got to have that diamond ring i worked work three jobs to get it then you're wanting to shine above others and you're at war with God how do you know that Jim I've been there I am guilty as I can be and I repent of that in sackcloth and ashes. I just don't want to be that man anymore. And then he says, this is all that's in the world and he says the same things that Eve saw in the tree. All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, there's idolatry longing for that which is forbidden you don't have to bow down to an idol a literal statue you don't have to do that all you have to do is go look in the mirror and be narcissistic narcissus was the great god he went and saw his reflection he was a beautiful god He saw his reflection in the water of this pool he was beside. He fell in love with himself to such a degree that he stayed there till he starved to death. Looking at his own reflection. When you say someone is narcissistic, you're saying they're in love with themselves. Here's the way I put it, and you all have heard me say this. They're full of themselves. That's what it means i'm an expert on this because i have been in love with me i had a big huge tenor voice and i wanted everybody to hear me sing until god gave me this real severe bronchial asthma he took the voice away from me but i wanted i'd go to nebraska to preach but i'd want you to hear me sing and I was in love with my vocal abilities at one time. What do you have you didn't receive from God? And if you received it from God, why don't the glory as though you didn't get it from God? Tom Brady, oops, did I get on somebody's toes there? Joe Montana, any of those big super star ball players, basketball players, Michael Jordan, Where did you get that ability, Michael? Did it come from you that you can glory in it? Or did it come from God? Everything that a man has, I was watching Carl Lewis, the old runner that broke all these records when he was running in the Olympics back in 30 years ago. And he was just so far ahead of most people. But Carl, that came from God these great fighters, Muhammad Ali, that speed you had, you're dead now. Are you going to try to take glory now for it? Came from God. Ball players, whoever it is, no matter how great a catcher you are, no matter how high you can jump up on a wall and catch that ball, it's about to go over the fence. That speed and that agility came from God. Not from you it's funny how these guys like to glory in their shining isn't it america is caught up with shining isn't it i remember when i was in fort worth going to diamond hill junior high school what we had was elementary junior high and high back then and our football team would go to play mineral wells and i remember they would be singing Our boys will shine tonight. Our boys will shine. I didn't know that was an evil thing then. And I didn't understand what that meant. Are they going to put some paint on them or they're going to shine? I didn't understand it all. I was a kid. I didn't know what the song meant. It meant we're going to beat those people. We're going to be glorious. Look at us. All right. The world, he says, all that's in the world, this is what Eve saw in the tree the lust of the flesh, that which is forbidden. Was the tree, be- was the tree forbidden to them? Epithumia, Certainly it was. God says, you can eat of all the trees of the garden, but that one thou shalt not eat. The day you eat, you'll die. And they said, we're going to eat anyway. i got a lot to say about that. And it was pleasant to the eye. That's idolatry whatever you look upon you keep looking on it ecclesiastes 1 and 8 says all things are full of labor the eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the ear filled with hearing the mouth will not simply utter it and say i want that i want this or that the bible says everything's full of labor your body will labor to fulfill what you put in your eyes and ear. watch what you look at and watch what you listen to Boy, that's a hard, hard thing, isn't it? How much time do I have, Mike? 33. All right. I'm going to get on and keep up with this. All right. The pride of life. Pride. Pride is the word alazan. Let me move this out of the way so you can see it. Alazani. Alazani this word pride is it means self esteem you go to all of these self esteem these guys who give these uh, these speeches people like Tony Robbins They want to get you to have more self-esteem. The Bible says we're to esteem others better than ourselves. We're not to be esteeming ourselves. Our self-confidence in self, that's what it means. Self-esteem, it's the same word, basic word as alazon. And you'll find this word, alazon, over there in James, the fourth chapter. Turn back to James, the fourth chapter. Here's the word on. James 4. James 4. And it's talking about what a man is boasting and wanting to shine, what he's talking about. It says here in, in uh, verse 13, chapter 4. Go to now, or come now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain so we can shine. You're not supposed to be telling people what you're going to do. You say, God willing we will do this or that. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor. The 14th chapter of Job says, We're like the grass of the field and we're soon cut down. We're like smoke, and it's here today. I can't believe I'm 82. Just a few weeks ago, I was 18 getting out of high school. It seems like a few weeks ago. I had an old 49 Chevrolet that had a hole in the floorboard. And the reason it had a hole, because we lived in Beaumont, Texas, and there's and there's all this salt water down there. And when you own a car for a lot of years, if you don't have it have it undergirded with some kind of spray, all around the bottom of cars, it's rotted out. And my floor was rotting out when it rained. And it rained all the time on the Gulf Coast. The water splashed in, get me wet. And I had to learn. I, I couldn't shine in that old 49 Chevrolet. What is your life? It's a vapor. It appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For you ought to say, if the Lord will, we'll do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. He's calling, just going around telling people what you're going to do. He calls that Alizon. And you're bragging about what you're going to do. That word alazan is a form of the word alazania, which is that last thing in the three things you get when you're thinking of self. Oh, by the way, remember? What they called a demon in Israel was their ancestors, and it was actually self. And what they called a demon when they crossed the border into Islamic lands... That's what they called a genie. And genie comes the word gene. And that's your ancestry. Do we have, they said that God's word, their ancestors. Do we have our ancestors in these fleshly bodies? Yeah, we do. It's called the lust of this flesh. Ah, there's, that's our problem. The outer man, isn't it? we got to put on the inner man. Gosh, I've got so many places it's talking about putting on the inner man. When you don't put on the inner man, what you're doing is you're feeding the outer man. God has to scourge us for years and years and years that's what Hebrews the 12th chapter tells us let's look at Hebrews 12 Hebrews the 12th chapter he says here in verse chapter 12 verse 6 let me read verse 5. Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. That shows you that God doesn't love everybody. Chasten. Who he, he chastens, who he agapao. God does not love everybody. Whom he loves, he chastens and scourges, and he does it for a purpose. The word scourge, mastix, comes from mastigao. One is the verb, this is the verb, this is the noun. The mastigao was a short whip, they called it a cat of nine tails. It had nine leather strips in it. And it a piece of glass and bone, all all uh, tied up in that. When they beat a man, it would just take the hide off. And God says, I scourge every son I receive. It takes that to, for God over the years to get rid of all this pride and orgy and covetousness and lust and anger and rage. And to tame you. Prowess. Meek you. He has to teach you to be meek to him. And you won't be meek to the world. Because if you're meek to the world, you're proud. You're wanting the world to accept you. It doesn't work. I'm real bold when it comes to talking to people about truth. Have a fear of God in my life. I don't try to convince anybody of anything. the elect or the elect. they've been the elect from the foundation of the world. Their name's are written by, written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, and Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, and all you have to do is talk to one of the elect and they'll hear it. They may not hear it today. What do you do if they reject it after the second admonition? They're heretics they hereticos actually means the same thing as self will Titus Titus 2.13 after the second admonition this means to choose for oneself that's what a heretic is he chooses his own will, and let me tell you, I have learned. God has preordained His family from the foundation of the world. His family will hear. It makes it easier to witness to people. You don't have to convince anybody of anything. If they're elect, they've been elect from the world from the world's beginning. I heard uh, Jack Graham. Guy is disgusting. Have you ever heard him on radio? He's a national radio preacher, a southern Baptist, known all over the country. And just saying, God loves everybody. God loves everybody he's ever met. You mean he loved the Pharisees? When he said, you're a generation of vipers, you're snakes, you're, you decorate the, the tombs of the prophets, you, you build them up, and you kill them? And he said to the Pharisees, You are of your father the devil. The works of your father you will do. You mean he loved them? No, he didn't. When they say God loves everybody, goes on through here. Let me; I'll get to that in a minute. Verse 6, Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. When people say he loves everybody, he chastens everybody and makes them believers then and he scourges, every son he receives, that word receive is the word dekomai, dekomai comes from Deck. that's the word ten in the Greek, a decade is ten years, ten years, And decomai means to reach out the ten fingers and accept someone there, someone that's available. God receives us. He accepts us. It means to accept. The natural man does not receive or accept the things of the Spirit of God. The physical man is that outer man. He cannot accept the things of the inner man. You can tie all these words together. Then he goes on to say, If you be without chastisement, whereof all of God's people are partakers, then you're bastards and you're no son of mine. God only chastises his children to make them obey him. That's what that outer man does. He puts us through fire and trials and persecution. People say, God wouldn't do that. They say, we wouldn't. We won't have to suffer the judgment of God. Are you sure? Has anybody had a hard time here besides me? <laughs> You're supposed to have a hard time. That's what it's about. Because he goes on to say, "Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence." Shall we not much more be in rather subjection unto the fathers of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit that we might be partaker of his holiness. That's the purpose of all these things we go through is to get rid of that outer man. So the inner man can thrive in our world and our life. And that's what he's done in my life at my age if you haven't- if God hadn't destroyed most of the outer man by the time you're eighty two you're a fool. you're just foolish if he hasn't destroyed most of it by the time you're seventy, you're foolish if he's in, if he's if he's not getting a good head start on you by the time you're sixty or sixty five you're still foolish. You start questioning yourself as you get older. Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? Then he says, It's so we can be a partaker of his holiness. Holiness is the word Hagiasmos. H-A-G-I-A-S-M-O-S. Hagiasmos, holiness, comes from the word holy. Holy is the word hagios. And it means to be single. When you got that inner and that outer man working, you've got a dual personality. You've got spiritual, uh, what's the word? The inner and the outer man. you got two men in you schizophrenia or oh, what's the common modern word i can't think of it it's schizo schizo means dual and that was what was wrong with the church at rome mark them was caused divisions and offenses division dicostasia means two standings There <laughs> are people in the church that want to live for self this outer man and the inner man says the outer man has to die i don't have time to go into it but the inner man has to vote with the outer man and that's called conscience conscience i'm not going to go into that word it would take a long time It's conscious. The inner man has to get the outer man to vote with him over years that he has to die and give up self. Now, where was I going? I was going somewhere. I told you to go somewhere. Now, let me just kind of give you something that this is a battle. This demon thing that's in a man it's just the outer man. It's the flesh. I don't think people want to hear that. Do you? If if you want to say your demon is you, you've got to get over yourself. Quit trying to have your way and lift yourself above others and get a lot of attention and think you deserve the promotion at work or you deserve people to applaud you or lift you up. That's nothing but self. the reason I know this, because I have been guilty, when the Bible says put on, what it's talking about, is put off this demon of self, put off, this outer man, which is self, or the demon of the flesh, or the demon that wants to distribute fortune, and wants his desire, now, Go over here to Colossians. I have put off saying to you some of these chapters in Colossians. It's talking about the inner and the outer man. The inner man is Christ. The outer man is self or the demon. Every subject in the Bible that's addressing the believer has either got to do with the outer man or the inner man that's the flesh opposes the spirit the inner man is Christ in you or the spiritual man the spiritual it's that man there that's the inner man the outer man is the flesh or the demon of self now look over in Colossians the third chapter And he tells you down here in verse 10. I'm just going to introduce you to the chapter by reading verse 10. And put on the new man. The new man that is Christ in you. Put on is the word in duo. And by the way, that's not a choice. That's an imperative choice command an imperative in the Greek is a command just as much as let there be light just as much a command how do you know that Jim you look up the word in a in an interlinear Bible then you get a parsing guide I've got several of them get a parsing guide and look up the word and it'll tell you imp. That means imperative. And that's a command. This is a parsing guy. So when he says put on, that's not like, would you like to put on? No. That's a, that's a command from God. And he, So when he says put on, he has to tell you what to put off. He's telling you all through this, put off this outer man put him off that's the demon that Christ casts out when he writes upon fleshy tables of our heart if I were the finger of God cast out devils he writes on fleshy tables of our heart there that's the inner man in he writes upon fleshy tables of our heart that's in second Corinthians the fourth the third chapter in uh, also in Hebrews the 8th chapter he writes upon our hearts in Hebrews the 10th chapter he writes upon our hearts he wrote upon tables of stone in the Old Testament now he writes upon our hearts that's the inner man and the inner man says I will not live with a harlot I will not live with a Babylonian harlot let us make us a name self, self has to leave and self leaves after years and years of persecution I didn't know God would make us do that go through years of that I guess he would I've got a paper here if I can find it I've got so many papers up here and it's I have brought these out let me read something to you People have said, well, the coronavirus won't, uh, won't touch me because I'm one of God's children. Or well, do you think that God kept His children from getting smallpox? You think God kept His children from getting AIDS or Ebola? You think God kept, kept His people from getting all of these diseases, bubonic plague, Smallpox, the plague of eighteen and nineteen eighteen. There's a lot of believers. What about all those people that God killed in the twenty fourth chapter of Second Samuel? Seventy thousand Jews simply because David numbered Israel was taking credit for all of his victories. And God had the death angel kill seventy thousand and then the death angel went out to strike Jerusalem and God said that's enough I've killed enough people I've done enough evil God said that evil came from him 70,000 innocent people let me read to you people say I won't get the coronavirus I'm a Christian you've really deceived yourself because Christians suffered you think Paul didn't suffer you've never read the 11th chapter of 2nd Corinthians have you Gosh, I've got so many things to read. I can read the things in the 11th chapter of Second Corinthians. When you say the coronavirus won't get me because I'm a Christian, look here. You don't think the beast will get you? What was the beast? Babylon, Persia, Greece, and then Rome. Who was ruling in the first century? Rome! The beast with iron teeth. And they were killing Christians right and left. Killing the apostles. And you think you can get away from God's judgment? When it rains, it rains on the just and the unjust. You can't say, well, I'm a Christian. It won't get me. Look here. I've got so many things to read. Look at this 11th chapter of Second Corinthians. he says here in the 11th chapter 2nd Corinthians starting in verse 18 seeing that many glory after the flesh I'll glory also by telling you I'll glory in the things I suffer for you suffer fools gladly you allow fools gladly verse 20 for ye suffer if a man bring you in bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak, how whensoever any is bold, I'm going to speak foolishly like the world would speak. I am bold also. I've stood before kings and magistrates. Are they Hebrews? Well, so am I. Are they Israelites? He's talking about men coming to Corinth, preaching another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Are they of the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more than they all in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure. A man could only be beaten 40 times. So instead of beating a man 40 times, they would beat him 39 and count them just in case they miscounted. Because if you beat a man more than 40 times, you had to take the 40 stripes for him. If you whipped him too many times, Too many stripes. And look what Paul says. In stripes above measure. I've been beaten more than I was supposed to be beaten. In prisons more frequent. In deaths oft. He was there in jail. In Acts the 16th chapter. At Philippi. And they took Paul. And they put him in prison. They beat him. Paul was a Roman citizen. It was against Roman law to ever beat a Roman citizen. The next day they came and said, oh, We heard that you were a citizen of Rome. We're sorry. And Paul said, I'm not leaving. You beat me and it's against the law. Finally they convinced him to leave. And he intended to leave anyway. He just wanted them to know they broke the law. Then he says in verse 24, Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. I received thirty-nine stripes with that whip. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. And you think you're not supposed to suffer? And did Paul suffer? Yeah. You think you're not supposed to get the judgment of the beast, or the famine, or the pestilence? When you're out there in the world and the world hates the believer, you're going to suffer for it. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. I was on three different ships that foundered and hit some rocks or something. A night and day I have been in the deep. In the deep is, in all probability, talking about in bottom one of those ships. I couldn't come out. In journeys often, in perils of waters, perils means dangerous waters, in perils by by mine own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils in the city, read the book of Acts from the 13th chapter to the end of the book. It'll tell you about what Paul went through. In perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among false brethren, where they tried to kill me, you think you're not supposed to suffer at the hands of evil men? In weariness, and painfulness, in watchings, often in hunger and thirst, in fastings, often in cold and nakedness, beside all this, those things that are without, outside, that which cometh on me daily, the care of all the churches where I went to, in all three journeys. I'm trying to look after these people and write letters to them. And Corinth, when I wrote to them, they said, Your words are weighty and heavy. We don't like to hear them. Paul said, You wait till I get there. You're going to wish I wasn't there. Because you're so apostate. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not about all these things. In Damascus, the governor under Aretas, the king kept the city of Damascus, with garrison, desires to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket I was let down, By the wall and escape from his hands. People are always trying to chase me and kill me. And you mean you're exempt from this? You're exempt from the coronavirus? Don't think so. Don't think so. Do I have any time, Mike? I don't have time to get into the death of the the apostles. I'll get into that Saturday. I'm going to stay in this subject because I've got to get back into Colossians, the third chapter, into the fourth chapter, Second Corinthians. I've got to get back. Everywhere you find the blessings of God, you've got chapters that have the curses of the world that we have to suffer. You look at the Beatitudes, everything that they are, the outer man is not. The problem with the world, they can't own up to their own sin and repent of it. I've never heard a preacher preach on repentance that properly explained it. They may use the word repent, but they don't tell you what it is. It's being ashamed, being instructed, and taking the blame for all your sin when you were young. That's what jeremiah 31 18 and 19 says and being embarrassed for your sin sometimes i'm riding down the road just want to drop my head and say oh god why did i do that i was such a fool and you have to be willing to take the blame and you say jim how do you know that about me it's real simple There's no temptation taking you, but such as is is common to me. The Bible says there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And I'm a man, and I've owned up to my sin, so I know what's been in your hearts. Is anybody here that had not had any sin? Or can you say you have no sin? If you do, you're lying, and the truth is not in you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. Thank you for this message of finding out what the demon really is. It's us. And it's something we don't want to let go of because it takes repentance, shame, taking the blame, owning up to it, and being embarrassed for it. Thank you for bringing us to this point. Fight our battles uses us to glorify your name in Christ's name we pray. Amen. and help the church to grow. Mm. Mm. I'm just getting a hold how to connect this inner and outer man with putting on and putting off when you read the epistles of Paul you got to pay attention to every time it says put on or put off he's talking about that outer man or the outer demon which is self have we had a hard time doing that I think we have hadn't we Vielen Dank. The other night, I thought, "What am I going to teach on?" Them? Gosh, I covered more territory than I ever expected to. Sometimes I wrestle with myself, thinking, "What am I going to do?" I'm trying. I'm worn out. Mary, Mary, okay? Yeah, she's she's doing pretty good. Doing better than me. John, well, I'll see you later. See John. Bye, John. <laughs> hey, Chris. I love you guys. Sharing sins are love to everybody. Okay, I love you, I I got on a tear today and I couldn't stop. Everything comes together, the demon of self comes together with the inner and the outer man. And in order to cast out devils, Christ writes that inner man in our hearts and over the years he casts out the desire for self. You've noticed that as you get older, haven't you? And it it takes years for, for it to be cast out. Then the kingdom of God is alive and well in us. But we still have a little sin. We don't get rid of all of it. To see you again. We'll be back. We'll be back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. you too. I it on. Stay strong and healthy. I'll do the best I can. Alex. We'll see you. Good to see you. Okay. Good to see you. Thank you, Eliana. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, Pastor. Thank you. I'm Glad you're doing much better. Well, I'm doing better. Yes. I don't know about much.